Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution and the Hemp Road Trip, informing people about industrial hemp and how it can be beneficial to people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products, boost the economy and business, people, planet, profit. I'm here with Rick Trojan, and yesterday we went to see Bernie Sanders. Rick, tell us about it. Yeah, yesterday was a great day, Coach. We started off uh, overnight in Lebanon, uh, New Hampshire. Drove down into Manchester, intending to see Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, uh, which would be presidential candidates six and seven, I believe. So went to um, Trump's rally at Fratelli's uh, Italian Grill. That, unfortunately, was a closed event for the Rotary Club members and campaign funders. Obviously, we weren't one of those, so we ended up going down to Londonderry for uh, a meeting at a town hall with Donald Trump. Uh, by the time we got there, it was a little crowded, and the fire marshal had started turning everyone away. So we left there undeterred, and we headed to the next uh, presidential candidate, which was Bernie Sanders. Sanders had a gathering at Pinkerton Academy. Um, at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the doors were open. We were standing out there in the cold, right in the front row. Uh, we got in, got right into the front row as well, just off uh, stage left, and sat and waited for uh, for Bernie to get there. Uh, Bernie came on, and there was a lot of energy, and in, in it, it was a packed uh, audience again. Bernie was uh, brought a lot of energy to the group. He talked about a couple specific things that I can recall. Uh, his first message was uh, essentially that the economy is stacked against us as individual uh, middle-class Americans. Uh, Goldman Sachs, for example, has two of the last five secretaries of treasury came from Goldman Sachs office. Uh, big business essentially runs the government. Campaign, um, there's campaign funding issues. The Koch brothers, for example, we all, everyone in America gets one vote, but the Koch brothers get one vote plus $900 million that them and their friends and associates are placing into the campaign funding system. Uh, so much money is going into the funding system that even though 99% of scientists agree that global climate change is occurring and it's man-made. Nearly the entire Republican Party, with a few exceptions, does not believe in man-made global climate change. Uh, so we're fighting against that as, as a country. Uh, he also talked about the need for universal health care and the need for to deal with veterans' affairs, helping veterans not only when they're overseas in, uh, in battle, but when they come home. Uh, with the mental issues and the, and the health care issues that uh, these individuals have gone to war to protect our freedom and our, and our country, and they come back and, and they're not being treated properly. Um, he also talked about Walmart, one of the largest, the, the, Walton, the Walton family is one of the wealthiest families in the world, and essentially they are, Walmart itself is one of the largest profiteers off of government social programs. Uh, a lot of their employees are underpaid, and so the, the government has to step in with, with health insurance via Medicare, Medicaid, has to step in with food stamps, public housing. Uh, all the while, while individual health cares are skyrocketing, these companies are making millions and millions of dollars in tax benefits that are going to the poorest in, in the U.S. Um, just because they're failing to, to pay a livable working wage. Um, and his final point was, uh, was on climate change, that uh, climate change is real and we need to address it now. Uh, the earth will still be here, but humans may not if we don't address it soon, sooner rather than later. So Mother Nature has a way of taking care of the problem, as we can tell with extreme, you know, storms. And, and it was, you know, up here in New England, it was 65, 70 degrees on Christmas, and they're finally starting to get snow and, and, um, and weather. The weather systems are changed. 
uh, all sorts of, of crazy weather phenomenon are going on. Uh, and while he's talking about this, I'm thinking to myself, hemp is a great solution to many of these problems. Obviously, uh, veterans and veterans affairs, we have uh, our friends like Mike Lewis over at Growing Warriors in Kentucky. He is growing uh, Kentucky hemp for textiles for companies like Patagonia uh, and such. Uh, but also, um, from a dietary supplement standpoint, a lot of um, a lot of our warriors come over, come home. A lot of our heroes come home from overseas, and they have post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, or or phantom pains, or or all sorts of medical issues that they can use dietary supplements from the cannabis plant, such as uh, CBD and other cannabinoids, to deal specifically with these issues, help mitigate the these, the episodes of PTSD as well as help deal with their pain and, and inflammation. So hemp can, hemp can directly impact the veterans' affairs and our health care in this company right off the bat. Uh, also, the fact that the big businesses run the government and, and companies like Walmart and these large distribution and too-big-to-fail banks and too-big-to-fail companies, while hemp by itself is, is forced economically from a market standpoint, you have to grow hemp and process it regionally. The, the biomass of hemp is so heavy that transporting it over 150 to 200 miles away from where it's cultivated is really cost prohibitive. So there has to be, that's a paradigm shift in what we're doing in, in America now, and there has to be regional local processing centers. So every state would have one, two, three, four, or more processing centers that can generate jobs, generate revenue, additional manufacturing, research and development. All of these things are, uh, require capital to get going, but all of them can be and should be derived from utilizing industrial hemp. Uh, the final point that I thought was really impactful and not only addresses us as Americans, but the globe in general, is the global climate change. Uh, hemp is a fantastic phytoremediator. It takes soil and mineral and polluted soil and sucks up all those, all the, the, the heavy metals or the nitrogen or whatever's in the soil. It, it sucks it up into the plant itself. Then that plant can be disposed of properly, but we can get all this junk that we have in our soil out of the soil. In addition to that, uh, hemp can take the place of four to five acres of trees annually. So that means, you know, take over a 10-year period, one acre of hemp is equivalent to 40 to 50 acres of a tree, of planting trees for paper, pulp, um, you know, wood, building materials, all those sorts of items. Hemp is a great substitute uh, or alternative crop for uh, forests and for trees. So rather than, as Henry Ford said, Rather than rip our soil uh, of all the minerals out of the mines and and grow and grow trees to make paper and chop down huge forests for paper, we can grow hemp, a renewable resource that grows four to five times the rate of trees on an annual basis, as well as use hemp for bioplastics and such. That's exactly what he did in 1942 with his uh, first hemp-based car running on hemp-based ethanol. So uh, Bernie's message was was very well received by the group, obviously. Uh, and he, while, while he's talking about that, I'm thinking to myself, wow, a lot of these issues that we're having and that he's addressing uh, can be solved with hemp as an industrial crop. Um, we weren't able to ask him a question. It was pretty much it was more of a, of a rally uh, speech type of a climate uh, of a setting, but we were able to uh, confirm he is on board with the Industrial Hemp Farming Act. He's one of the co-sponsors on a federal level. Um, so it's great to have a presidential candidate that is pro-industrial hemp understands the value that cannabis can give to our country and is pushing for uh, a change in a lot of different directions, but all, a lot of it revolves directly around this plant. Yes, Rick, and he gave a great message, I thought, this whole evening. He spoke for about an hour, and then 
we got out of there, met some great people, uh, some photographers and some news people that uh, took our pictures. I had a great time. Yeah, it was great. And it's great to know that we've been on the road, what, about 10, 11 days now. 11 we're, days. Yep. We're really starting to get some traction. People, the message is starting to get out there. Um, we're getting more and more interviews at all these different rallies, be it on air, uh, streaming, or radio interviews. And so I think the message is starting to resonate with not only the folks attending the meetings, also with the presidential candidates, and also with the representatives in Congress. So uh, tomorrow, tonight we're off to another Bernie Sanders uh, rally in the evening, and um, we're going to be heading uh, up north to Vermont and the State House uh, tomorrow. So lots of good stuff. We have a really intense schedule, and, and we're doing a great job of uh, keeping up with it. Oh, that's great, Rick. And one of the highlights for me, when we left, I had to drive back, drive the bus back through the snow at about 35 or 40 miles an hour, but we made it. took about an hour and a half. And a big surprise for me, we got to stay at the Black Swan Inn. It's a bed and breakfast place owned by John and Trish in Tilton, New Hampshire. Great place, one of the best bed and breakfast places I've ever stayed at. Yeah, this place is phenomenal, Coach. It was built uh, around 1880, and it's just the old woodwork, the old construction materials, uh, the stained glass, uh, as well as the proprietors themselves. The innkeepers are fantastic. Uh, John and Trish met us late, cooked us a great breakfast this morning, and have been nothing but hospitable. So a big shout-out to Black Swan Bed and Breakfast here in Tilton. Yes, and I'd recommend this place to anybody. If you're in the area, make sure you drop by. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. Make sure you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on Facebook forward slash iHemp Revolution. Tell your friends about the iHemp Revolution and the Hemp Road Trip. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, visit HempRoadTrip.com. Support the revolution. Help spread the word about using industrial hemp and how it can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. It's people, planet, profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution. Thanks, Coach.